Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our daily limud of Masil Sasharim. We are up to day number 49 in our limud in chapter 11. Previously in Hachzeik, we were in the second category when we were talking about Nikias, cleanliness, and Masil Sasharim is going to, through some very common challenges in cleanliness and certain specific averos, temptations that generally people deal with. We started with the Kazale with thievery. And we elaborated on that a bunch. And then uh, yesterday we were introduced to the the next uh, sin, which is forbidden relationships. And we're going to continue along that path today. We finished yesterday talking about the comparison of forbidden relationships of Gilarais to Nazir. And how the same way by Nazir, even though the, the Nazir is only also to drink wine, even so, it's it's forbidden for him to eat grapes or raisins or anything that is even close to wine as a gather, as a fence to make sure that he doesn't even come to it, and that itself is a, is a um, is, is something that he has to hold. Same thing when it comes to other averos. We were introduced to the idea that the chachamim is part of their job to set up the proper guardrails for us to make sure that we don't even come close to chas v'shalom sinning. So by today we'll continue along that path, uh, along the same lines in regards to forbidden relationships. The Torah, specifically by Nazir, did as we just discussed. It, it gave the Chacham the ability to do what they did by Nazir. Well, I'm sorry, what the Torah specifically did by Nazir itself, and the Torah itself, it tells you that they cannot eat grapes or anything like that, meaning put up the proper guardrails. That's what the koach, the, the power that the Torah gave to the Chacham and to the rabbis as well when it comes to other mitzvahs too. Lamandash is there for us to understand that it's the Rosh Hashem, it's the desire, the will of the creator of the universe, that the Rabbanim have the koach, have the authority to set up the proper Gedarim, the proper guardrails for us, the fences, to make sure that we don't even come close to sin by establishing decrees from the rabbis. So that when he, Hashem, makes something also to us through the Torah, and the Torah doesn't specify um, the the general, you know, what's around it, but that specific Isser, we, we learn that which is sussum, which is hidden, which is unsaid, from that which is explicit. Less or kolakarvlo, to asr, to make it forbidden, anything that's even close to that which is um, forbidden to us. For the lowest essay from the Avera that we're not supposed to do. The Torah is, is what, what is not being said is all those things around it that we should also not do. And uh, along the same lines with this approach, same thing when it comes to um, inappropriate and forbidden relationships. What's forbidden? Anything that is, is related to znus, to, to licentiousness, to forbidden relationships, or anything even close to it. Doesn't matter what of the five senses we're referring to here. Whether it's action or seeing, whether it's speaking, whether it's listening. Even with our thoughts, as we'll see. It's forbidden to, to think about things that are that are related to us that are that are forbidden uh, related to forbidden relationships. So okay, that's a pretty bold statement to say that even though the Torah just says you know to come close to be the erva of these forbidden relationships, relatives, things like that. What's not being said, and what Mitzvah Sherm here is telling us, is that along with that goes all the different senses that we have, even thought. That's forbidden when it comes to forbidden relationships. We can't even think about that, which is forbidden, uh, which is a pretty, pretty significant bar uh, and standard that we, we we're, the Rabbanim are holding us to. And as we go through this, we'll see we're going to break down each of the different senses and what that means, and also, 
you know, just a caveat here before we even get into this, it's important to realize, first of all, I recognize that, that while this does apply to women also, it's, I think, more, more applicable and more of a challenge, in my humble opinion, for men when it comes to the areas of forbidden relationships and even for when it comes to seeing, speaking, listening, even thinking about inappropriate things. It's a, it's a, it's a major challenge for, for the men of this generation. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into some level of detail here. Um, but certainly if anyone has any specific questions or wants to talk more, more detail about this when it comes to a man's avoda specifically, I'm more than happy to, to talk offline with anyone, uh, further. Weiter. Right, so we're going to bring rayas for all these senses, from different chazal, uh, to bring proofs to show that even the, these senses that are not the act itself, the forbidden act of relations of Bia itself, even things related to it or, or that are close to it or tangential to it, associated with it, are also going to be us or across the senses. The masa, when it comes to action, what does it mean, the action? Obviously, the act itself of the, of the, of the forbidden act, but I mean the, the, the illicit relationship. Um, the intimate relationship. But even beyond that, any other action, meaning touching, nigia, right? People have heard of the idea of shomer nigia. That means people are shomer, they guard, they even touch, they don't even touch someone of the opposite sex, as well as hugging or anything like that. Um, this was already clarified before, but like we saw yesterday in the in Shemos Rabbah, in the Medrash, where it says that Kosh Baruch tells us that since it's usher, usher to have actual relationships, uh, usher relations with a, with a woman that's usher to you, so don't say, oh, I'll just hold her and I won't fall in sin, or I'll hug her or I'll kiss her and I won't fall in sin. No, Hashem says even that. So that's explicit in the Medrash. Um, and so therefore, the Masil Shem says we already elaborated on that. So when it comes to, to, uh, to, touch, to action, to touch, to hugging, that's already clear in the Medrash. Fine. When it comes to seeing, Pasuk Mishnah says, from hand to hand, he will not be spared from evil. So what is pretty uh, vague, what, what, cryptic, what is that referring to? What it tells us is, in Brachas, Kamar Brachas tells us, Anyone that's counting money from his hand to her hand, in order so that he can look at her, right? There's a beautiful woman, he want, and that's why he's, you know, putting money into her hand and doing it that way. Even that alone, he will not be cleansed, he will not be spared from the judgment of, of Gehenna. So, to, even, even just to look, because, and I, and the example here in Brachas is like you're, you're at the cash register and you're slowly counting out your bills because you want to take more time to look at this, at this woman. That would be Asr, and, and, and it's pretty stark words in the Gemara that you, don't, uh, you won't be safe from the, from the, the judgment of Gehenna of, of hell. Valmer Od. It also says, By the way, also, just another caveat. Realize here, and when we get to even the Gia, um, there, there, definitely speak to your own rub when it comes to these things. There's many different ideas when it comes to, let's say, in business, shaking hands with women. There's certain different standards that people can can hold to, things like that. So we're talking about the the top standard. We're talking about what is the ideal. And obviously, as we discussed many, many times, and we'll continue to discuss, it's up to us to understand where we are on that scale, on that ladder, when it comes to perfection in these areas. And what can we do? The small things we can do to move ourselves along that rung. It's not that we see this and we say, oh. You know, I look, I touch, I, I shake hands, I hug, you know, people at work, whatever it is, all of a sudden, okay, I have to stop everything tomorrow, halavai, you know, we should be able to do that in a healthy way. But um, everyone needs to speak to their own rough and understand uh, how, how they go about improving themselves in these areas. But the Bible it says further in Shabbos, Why did the Jews of that generation 
um, when it comes to the the war with um, with Midian, right? So when Bilam, the famous story with Bilam, went to try to curse um, Kali Israel to destroy them, he couldn't figure out a way to actually curse them, right? So Balak brought him in and he went and saw them and he ended up only giving them blessings. So what was their itza? What was their advice that they decided to do in order to get Kali Israel to, to fall, to destroy them? So they sent the, the, the young women of Midian to, to seduce, to, to try to get Kalaisol to sin. And unfortunately, Kalaisol fell in sin. And as we know, famously, Pinchas was the zealot and he, he killed Zimri and Kuzbi in the act, and, and that, which ended a, a plague, a magifa that killed 24,000 Yidin, unfortunately. And then after that, Misa, we went out to wage war with Midian. So there, the, uh, the Torah was, was saying that um, the Gemara and Shabbos of there is talking about that when we went out to war with them, they, they, they had to be careful because they would, uh, even, even when going out to war with them, they had to be careful of, of not, um, you know, looking or, or being tempted by the, by the women of Midian. And after they successfully went to war and came back unscathed, so to speak, spiritually, they brought um, Matanos to the Mishkan as a, as a Hodah that they, and as a Kapara, as a Kapara, that they... Um, that, that throughout this whole ordeal that they fell in, in the way that they did, and now that they were successful in war against Midian, they wanted to, to bring a, a kapara, a gifts to the, to the, to the Mishkan. So the, 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 the Pasuk in, in Midbar, in Bamidbar, over there, referring to that, when it says that they got a kapara for erva, because their eyes feasted on the znus, on the lewdness, um, during their conquests of Midian, they had to bring uh, these, these matanos to the, to the Mishkan. So again, they go to wage war with Midian after this ordeal, whole ordeal that they fell with the Venos Midian in, uh, as a result of Bullock and Bilam trying to destroy Kali Israel, right? And then when they went out to conquer Midian, it seems that they, they did, they, maybe they weren't perfectly careful with their, um, their eyes when they went out to war against Midian to take vengeance for what happened. So they brought as a kapara, Matanus to the Mishkan. Amar of Sheshis. The Gemara that continues, Rav Shesha says, They brought Matanus to the Vesna Megdash in order to, to be Mechaper, to atone for the seeing, from, from not controlling their eyes, from not being Shomer Dayanayim when they went out to war with them. Yet the, the gifts that they brought, which were jewelry, which is connected, you know, the, the sin that they did, you'd think it would only, they would only bring outside jewelry, so like nose rings and earrings and, and bracelets and things like that. But they even brought certain jewelry that apparently was used back in the day to cover up other certain private areas of, of a woman's body that were not external. So they didn't see those things. They didn't actually commit a more intimate private act with them. They only looked at them. So why are they bringing these other types of jewelry that are more intimate in nature? To teach you, the Gemara says, that anyone that looks even at the pinky of a woman it's as like he looked into in an inappropriate private place of the woman. Just to be clear on that, that's if you look at it for the purpose of pleasure, for the purpose of, of lewdness, of znus, that you're it's attractive, that woman's attractive, and, and you want to look at their, at their pinky, that's when it's obviously if you happen to glance at a woman's pinky for no other reason other than you just happen to look at it, and there's no even thought of in, in, you know, inappropriate thought, then, then that would be okay. But again, always ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Vamarod. And, it says, and they said further in Vodazara, Vinishmartimi called Davara. Pasuk in Davarim says, You shall be aware, guard yourself from any evil thing, i.e., any evil thought, it says here in our scroll. Which teaches that a person should not look at a beautiful woman, even if she's not married. And you can even, and also not looking at a married woman, even if she's unattractive. 
right? Just to be clear, it seems to be there, there being a chilek between um, married and unmarried women that if, if she's not married, so then even if she's beautiful, you can't look at her. And, and by a married woman, even if she's not beautiful, you can't look at her. Which makes it seem like that if, you, if she's not married and she's not beautiful and unattractive, then you would be able to look at her. But today, um, the Mishnabura and others made it clear that, that even today, no matter what, you don't look at a woman, um, even, if she, even if she's unattractive. That's what it's, it's a, a, just to clarify here. Uh, and then says, sure. So we just talked about seeing, touching, action, right? We're talking about seeing. And now, when it comes to speaking with a woman, it says it very clearly in Mishnayas. Mishnayas. Perek, Aleph, Mishnayay. Someone that has a lot of conversations, a lot of talks, talks a lot with women, he causes evil to himself. And with regard to hearing, the sages said, the singing of a voice of a woman, this is the idea of Kalisha, is considered an erva. Erva meaning a... a uh, a private, intimate part of a woman's body, let's say, that, that you're not allowed to look at, that could be, that could bring someone to, to inappropriate thoughts. And that's, that's the source for, for Kolisha, the Gemara and Brachas over there. Kol Beisha Erva, that's the idea that you don't listen to a woman singing because the same way that you wouldn't look at a woman because uh, it could bring you to inappropriate thoughts. So too, you don't listen to a woman singing because a beautiful voice of a woman can also bring someone to Hashem to inappropriate thoughts. And just to be clear here, this, pos- this Mishnah in Avos, when it says, Kol someone that has excessive conversations with women, Gorim Rel Asmo, right there in that Mishnah it says, and that's talking about um, a man and his wife. Kol a man and, and, and someone that he's not married to. So even when it comes to, we'll see tomorrow, even when it comes to the... Uh, Talking with, with your wife, that, that's going to be something that, that there's a husband for also. It's not just a, because it's your wife, you can just talk about whatever you want, even when it comes to inappropriate things. Um, so we're going to go right there along this path tomorrow, uh, but we see we're introduced here. This is a very, very important sugya, important idea that we need to guard ourselves from, again, especially men, when it comes to znus, when it comes to ideas of inappropriate relationships. Then it's not just the act itself, which is us or 100%, and you get caries for that, of the Intimate Relations Act. But even anything that could bring you to that, touching, seeing, we said we said before, right? That's the idea that our eyes can be can, can bring us to uh, to desire something and chasham to actually chase after it. So halavai, we should be zocha to be shomer our to be shomer our our hands, our our actions, to not even come close to the the, the actual forbidden act of the relations. And and through that avoda, you'll see. And again, I'm happy to talk to. To any men about this more further, specifically when it comes to Shemir Sanaim, you see it's not just, uh, oh, by doing Shemir Sanaim, by avoiding these things, you won't fall in sin. These are actually roots and seeds and pathways to greatness, to, to high levels of Kedusha. We'll see if the Mishra Shem touches upon that as well. Um, but at the very least, we can see the, the grave sin of, of Gilearias, the grave sin of in, in um, forbidden relationships. We have to put up as many fences as, as we can to make sure we don't, God forbid, fall in them. So to live a life of Kedusha v'tahara uh, when it comes to action, when it comes to vision, when it, and we'll see tomorrow when it comes to speech, shmiya, and even thought as well. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.